the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using the promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, the oh, this is a toughie seventeenth. Any am I it's, close? It's Tuesday the sixteenth. Ah, we're, we're previewing the seventeenth games. Well, here oh, <laughs> here to preview Wednesday the seventeenth. Uh, full state of MLB action. You've already heard his uh, dulcet tones. It's Mister Noah Beanick. He pronounced correctly. Noah, how are you doing? How are we doing, Malcolm? Yeah, we got the under-the-weather duo between the two of us here. Uh, you probably had it a little bit worse than I, dude. Uh, you want you mind telling the listeners what, what happened? Because even well, I still won't quite I, know. I'm, uh, I'm lucky to be alive, Noah. Let's put it that way. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> at the risk of being dramatic, you know. Uh, yeah, lucky to be. Well, I told you one. Well, I told everyone on Friday night that I was incredibly grumpy and tired. <laughs> Um, and I just wasn't did having you do it. And then Thursday night too. <laughs> with Dylan yeah, yeah, well. I did. Yeah, I was telling everyone who'd listen. <laughs> and then I went to the match on Saturday against my better judgment for several reasons: a, because I was grumpy and tired, and b, because I knew I was going to fucking jinx them. Captain Sino, the last thing he did on here was question the jinx, didn't he? On Friday night, do you remember that? It was the jinx. So you don't believe in revenge games, but you believe in jinxes. Correct. Yes. And what happened? Two-all draw. No use to us whatsoever. Uh, had a terrible day. Drove home somehow in a days. And anyway, I've been out of action since. Um, so you but, count the draw as a loss? So, like, is in, that what you're keeping track of your record? You just... Yeah. You don't win when you go. Yeah, but in the context of where the league is at the minute, we needed to win, like... So... Yeah, it's, it's all very, very tight anyway. But yeah, I'd, what the, we didn't win and I didn't have any fun. Uh, and we should have won because Leeds are shit. And you're right. We didn't win. We didn't win. Uh, everyone told me not to go. TV, DBG is pointing that out. There's loads of people uh, in the chat saying hello. Uh, Josh is in there. Dylan, Riley, Christopher Moore, new name. Good evening, Christopher. Uh, new name to me anyway. Nice to have you on board. Yes, he TV, DBG, one point. He's, he's new, but I don't know if he's, like, brand new. Well, know. I've said he was new before. Yeah, I know. Per me? No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I would have remembered have. that. If I did, I'll put it down to the delirium of the uh, the life and death situation I've been in recently. Oh, I already, I've already got it down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that must be it. Um, yeah. What we haven't chatted about... Uh, if 30 seconds trash talk I'm playing you in the fantasy league this week Noah now I tore you a new bum hole last season um, yeah okay yeah so how are we feeling about this week uh, it's only been Monday so far and we're tied so that's how I feel yeah you're, you're not getting hammered yet uh, 
So the next time we do a show, maybe Friday night, uh, then we'll see. Uh, we'll see yeah. what's happening over there. So yeah, I caught up. I, I, I sat and I caught up with just about all the box scores, some highlights, all my fantasy leagues, and then I've uh, I've dug my head into stuff today. So I know what's been going on. Um, more than really I did to catch up to speed because yeah, I didn't watch much ball over the weekend either. The only the only baseball I've been watching is my former school, Point Park, play in the national tournament. So that is it. How are they getting on? Um, well, right now they're playing the host team of the regional, um, and they're losing eleven to nine in the bottom of the seventh. They were up seven to one early on in the game. They hit a three-run home run. They've actually hit five home runs in this game. Just uh, we gave up a seven-run sixth inning. So yeah, eleven nine bottom seven right now. We are hitting. Um, but we we won the first game yesterday, twenty to three. We won the second game nope. eight to one and now we're in a nail biter so um and one other bit of parochial news about 10 minutes ago the final whistle went to our, our local newcastle's local rival sunderland were in the uh, championship playoffs and if they'd won that they had a chance to get promoted to the premier league and they got beat off luton town so that's another year stuck in the shit for sunderland <laughs> uh, so absolutely over the moon with that that's why there's a little bit more a little bit more joie de vivre in my uh, general outlook this evening because uh, Sunderland got turned over, which was given out on the Premier League uh, Gambling Podcast. Barry did a solo show yesterday in my absence, uh, and very well he did too. It was weird seeing his great big head on my telly screen all by itself, like a watermelon. Uh, but no, he did all right, Bass. He's been getting rave reviews. I might get sacked. That's why I've hurried my way back. Um <laughs> So, yeah, full slate on Wednesday. Um, there's loads of day sport as well, I think, tomorrow, isn't there? Which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, nothing kicked off so far tonight. So, no winners or losers there to speak of. But, yeah, lots Irish, of... Uh, Tigers, Twins, Dodgers, Reds, Rockies, D-backs, Athletics. There's, yeah, there's like seven games of day ball tomorrow. I do like the rubbish series as well. There's just something about when I see... I know the Pirates being half decent... Pirates, Tigers, and Reds, Rockies. That sort of stuff. That's what me. I love that as a gambler. I just think, like, come on, because there's an angle there. And you just got to find it. Like, I just got to be good enough. Yesterday. I locked it up yesterday. Which one? So hopefully the Tigers come out on top. I took them as my money line favorite. Um, right. Okay. So we'll get stuck into this then. Um, I'll tell you first, we've got a new um, sponsor. Ooh, yeah, this is me. exciting. If you're in the chat, you people. Get your pencils out on that. Pens, pens up. Write this down. Um, SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. I cannot believe you allow this in your country. You're insane. Similar to buy now, pay later programs like a firm and after pay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, no percent interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. Um, the Edge Boost double down play of the day, we haven't got to that yet. We'll have to pick some, pick some winners later on. But uh, with a special offer, the first 500 SGP and users will start at a $1,000 advance limit. 
And the next two and a half thousand will start at $500. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash slash edge. Why is that so hard to say? Uh, I think that's what Barry had trouble with yesterday. So must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So it's all a little bit of fun, isn't it? Um, Wednesday's games and what's happening in the chat anyone oh you thought you were on mute yeah I'm I, not I, on mute did you hear that me no oh good what what did you did you say did I you do a boo boo belch during your ad <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh, I, was on, I thought I was on mute hopefully I was on mute but when I looked I didn't see it was mute hopefully it was muted I but, never picked up any of that I don't know just all, all hell just broke loose because we just drilled the pitcher and now there's a pitching change. So he left with the injury. So, uh, good, good times. Okay. <laughs> 110 Eastern first pitch. The Pittsburgh Pirates at the Detroit Tigers. We have two left handed pitchers going. Uh, it's Dick Mountain Day, Rich Hill for That's the Pirates. Cool. And E. Rod goes for the Tigers, who are minus 150. Not many times this season the Tigers will be minus 150. Um, the <laughs> Pirates are plus 125. And the total set seven and a half. Uh, Rich Hill, three and three on the season, 435 ERA. Um, he's been all right. His last five starts are 273 ERA. Decent. Uh, 312 ERA on the road. I will caveat that by saying he's played the Rockies twice, Cincinnati and Washington. Um <laughs> Well, you know, you could only pitch what's in front of you. And Detroit aren't a million miles away from those uh, levels of, of opposition. Um, e Rod, that, that will tell you that they're a million miles away. Oh, okay. Let's let's hear it then. Fourth in the MLB over the last month in OPS against left-handed pitching, eight forty-six. Malcolm, that's crazy. I call Say that out, again. Maybe. 846 OPS against left-handed pitching over the last month for the Tigers. I called them out for being terrible three weeks ago, and they've been hitting well. <laughs> yeah, they have been hitting well. They've been fun. They've been um, profitable as well. Fun. I like um, The two words I've written next to E-Road is, holy shit, 35, <laughs> 35 and two-thirds pitched. His last 35 and two-thirds, one earned run. Uh, 15 hits, four walks, 38 punches. Um, they've won four of those five starts uh, with a 0.42 home ERA. Um, however, so I'm right, not the, ho- the whoever doesn't pertain to Detroit. I think Detroit will win. Uh, if you want a unit and a half on Detroit, I think that's fine. Both teams are hitting lefties okay. Yeah. Uh, so Pittsburgh are not without hope here. I think you have to take Detroit, but I think that seven and a half is a bit skinny as well. I think we can easily get to eight runs here. Um, Ewan's got to give up a couple. Um, one out the pen. Detroit score five. Detroit win five to three. Bosch, catch everything. There we go. What do you think? Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> I like that. No, I'm on, I'm on the Tigers here again. I think they'll probably win both games. I took them yesterday. I like them again here today with Erod on the bump. And the offense, like I mentioned, they've been hitting it pretty well against lefties. Um, and Pittsburgh 
doing all right as, against lefties over the last month too with a 819. So definitely kind of side with Malcolm's over there as well. But uh, just a little bit harder for me to see that Erod uh, giving up three or more because he just hasn't done that recently in his last five starts. Yes, uh, completely agree with everything because I was sitting there the whole time, as you well saw. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, Christopher Moore in the YouTube chat uh, bringing this up, the Tigers, they're, they've been great against non-AL East teams. Against AL East teams, they're 2-16 and 16 this year. Everything else, they've been well over 500. Is there a possible pun in there saying... The Tigers have been great, like Tony the Tiger. Is that a uh, bit much? Yeah. That's uh, not been used ever before. You totally came up with that one on your own. Dad joke 101. Great. Right, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we'd, <laughs> we'd stay in the uh, at the bottom of the barrel for the next one then. Uh, 310 Eastern first pitch. The Cincinnati Reds at the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Graham Ashcraft for Colorado. Uh, for the Cincinnati and Austin Gomba. Left-handed pitcher for the Rockies. Uh, plus 100 on the Reds, minus 120 on the Rockies. Total set at 11 and a half, Noah. So, Grant Ashcraft hasn't been as sharp lately as he was on earlier in the season. But away from the Great American Shoebox, Ashcraft has been much better with a 318 ERA compared to a 479 at the Great American Ballpark. The same cannot be said for Austin Gomber, who has a 838 ERA and four home starts at Coors Field. Um, the Reds, as a team over the last month, has a 666 OPS against left-handed pitching. That's 26th in the MLB. So I don't know if they're going to do too much damage against Gomber, even though Gomber has not done well at home. So in result, I think this total is just a tad high. I saw it at 11 earlier. I like the under. Noah, we're getting so synced up. This is getting ridiculous. Um, <laughs> my note says the total's too... I got it at 11 and a half now at Fandle. Yeah, total's too high is what I've written down. Yeah. Um, we like Ashcraft. We know this, not a secret. Um, had that blow-up start, and then he hit, got hit by the comebacker, but that was kind of after he'd given up all the runs. wasn't really an excuse, but Gomba's given up six earned in his last four starts, and these two offences aren't great either. Um Christopher points out that the Rockies are 10 and 4 uh, in May, which is pretty good. I'm guessing they've had a bit of a, a bit of a home stand in there. So yeah, I think the the, the totals too high as well. So I, I'll take the under uh, 11 and a half. Next on the card, 310 Eastern first pitch, the Minnesota Twins and the LA Dodgers. Sonny Gray uh, for the Twins and Dustin May for the Dodgers. The lines are plus 125 on Minnesota, minus 150 on the Dodgers. Total is set at eight and a half. Um, Sonny Gray, we talked about him, I think, on Friday night, being one of my new favourites since I heard him speak. He, he seems like an easy man to root for. Uh, he's 4-0 and on the season, a 139 ERA. His last five starts, 2-0 and with a 191 ERA. Um on Friday night, Noah, what was one of the things that we talked about? And I remember someone like shouting in the chat as well. It was one of these regulars who was in here tonight. Minnesota don't score runs. Do you remember this? Yeah, but they put up 11 and <laughs> yes. or whatever against the Cubs. Uh, that, yeah, they put up 11, 16 and 8 in the last three nights since we said that. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well done, everyone. Um, I, I think it was. I think it was on the uh, Hayden Wesneski. He just gives. It up was. Yeah. Runs. Yeah. That was and it. Just played put, right into the Twins' hand. They just yeah. home runs. <laughs> I put uh, Wesneski up as my dog, and then I had a look at the third inning. It was forty-two nothing <laughs> or something. So, okay. So that's the end of that. Serials uh, asking how I'm doing. Doing a little bit better, big man. Thank you very much. Um, the key to this game, well, I I'll tell you about Dustin May first. There is a key to this game, though, and I've got it. Um, okay. Dustin May, 4 and 1, 268 ERA. Um, he's held the Padres. Um, it, the last twice he's been on the bump. Um, in terms of the, the offenses, they moved, uh, Joey Gallo moved to the top of the lineup and hit home runs. Uh, both games that he's uh, he's been there. Uh, Mookie Betts has hit seven in 19, seven home runs in his last 19 games. The key to this game is that these two teams are the, have the highest percentage of runs scored via the homer uh, in MLB. So if you can keep the Ducks off the pond, then the solo shots aren't going to kill you. Um, and Sonny Gray and Dustin May have really no whip to speak of. They're really quite low uh, when it comes to walks and hits in his pitch. So if the Gallows and the Mookie Betts of this field are going to hit dingers, they're more likely to be solos or two-run shots. I don't think um, there's going to be many runs in this on that. So that's the key. Uh, low whips, solo shots won't hurt an under, if eight, uh, under 8.5. Uh, so that'll be my pick. Yeah, Vandal just posted numbers and they have this one at nine. So we like the Ooh. under nine here. Both of yeah, us 100%. and Lockstep, uh, Sonny Gray and Dustin May have been great so far this year. So I have I have no other differences in your handicap there. And I like the extra added stats and by the, uh, the home runs that we keep mentioning. So yeah, uh, nice to see that we've been all over both these teams being pretty home run dependent since the preseason. Yeah. Uh, Max Muncy had his fourth multi-home run game last night as well of the season, which is a decent effort. Um, right. 3.37 Eastern first pitch. I'm, I'm a bit out of practice here. I can see the Mets game disappearing off the top of the screen, and I just know I'm going to miss it because it's much later on. Uh, I'm not going to write it down, though. I refuse to bow to the pressure. 3.37 Eastern first pitch. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the Oakland Athletics. Ryan Nelson for Arizona and Lewis, Louis, Lewis Medina for Oakland, uh, minus 160 for the Snakes, plus 140 on the Athletics. Total of nine and a half. Ryan Nelson is one and two with a 620 ERA. I'm losing a little bit of faith in him. Uh, Noah, you kind of, you, you're our rookie guy and you talked him up. We picked him up in our... TGFBI lead, but nothing's working for him really. He's given up too many long balls and it's kind of been against poor opposition as well. So I'm going to have to sit Ryan Nelson out for a little while. Um, Medina started two games. It's numbers high, that 818 ERA. Um, but he's only started two games and one of them wasn't terrible. Um, <laughs> he gave up three earned again on six innings against Texas. Um, he could keep open competitive so, I mean, the two options you are when you had the captain open, you're either taking the opposition on the run line or some sort of total. So, I'm not, I think the safer bet here is the over 9.5 with Nelson possibly giving up a few. 
uh, than, than AZ on the run line. So I'll take the full game over, please, Noah. I like the Arizona Diamondbacks run line. You painted it. Oh, well, there you go. Way. Yes. You either I go mean, with the, the other, the other run line or the over or the under here. Um, for me, I, I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks run line because they have been the best team against right handed pitching uh, with an 837 OPS in the MLB. That, that's first. Uh, and Oakland 24th with a 654 and they have one of the worst bullpens in the majors with a 670 ERA over the last two weeks. So give me the, the snakes minus one and a half here. I think I might've just hocked a massive loogie before I press mute on my microphone then. Uh, so I apologize to everyone. <laughs> Did you not catch it? No. So we missed your burp in my, yeah. Yeah. yeah, in my mucus. Um, it is like emergency <laughs> ward nine. Uh, on the show tonight, folks. So just bear with us. Yeah. Yeah, lucky. Yeah, lucky we're here. Uh, it's like Vietnam, isn't it? In here. 345 Eastern first pitch, the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Francisco Giants. Taiwan Walker for the Phillies and TBD officially for San Francisco. I think it's Sean Manaya. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I've got no lines. Do you have any lines? Uh, I have, I didn't have any when I handicapped it. Let me refresh this. No, no lines. Okay. Well, tell us, tell us about it anyway. Yeah. Sean Manaya didn't make it out of the third inning in his last start against the Nationals. The Nats scored eight runs in 2.2 innings of Manaya's work. On the road this year, Taiwan Walker has not been great either with a 623 ERA and five road starts. So I'd be taking an over in this matchup, either in the first five or a full game because the Mets bullpen over the last two weeks has a 435 ERA. That's 19th in the MLB. The Giants ranked 25th with uh, during that time span with a 506. So, yeah, uh, overs in this one. Um, I haven't written an awful lot down. Philly. Uh, performed some wild defensive stuff last night. It made me laugh a little bit. Uh, yeah, Walker's been better in his last two, and he's generally been good at San Francisco. Um, I've been out on Manaya all season and have been proved correct for once, but yeah, nothing uh, much to add um, to this one. Right, let's, shall we tell someone about some advertising? Let's have a look. Let's wait for this bad boy to load up. I reckon we might be going date, and I haven't checked this for a little while. We've done that crazy ad. Yeah, we've done that one. Oh, no, we're about to Shady Rays. We're about to Sunglasses Shady Rays. Teaming up with SGPN for Shady Bay. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Um, Shady Rays get you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Durable frames, clear optics, um, the lost and broken replacement. Um... Offer is fantastic as well. Even on day one, no questions asked. Shady Rays will replace them. So you can wear them with confidence uh, or you can return them within 30 days too. Uh, for our international listeners, uh, Shady Rays has got you covered. Shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Then take your receipt to store, no, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady Me contest. Uh, okay, where are we going next? Let's have a look. Oh, my computer's... There we go. 410 Eastern, Kansas City Royals, San Diego Padres. This is the game that Christopher uh, was talking about at the top of the show. Officially TBD on Kansas City. Um, 
Daniel Lynch. No, you think? Uh, for Casey Lynch, I can pull that up in a second. Give me one. Um, we got you, Darvish, going for the San Diego Padres. I got no lines, um, obviously, because I got no picture. I have. Is this, is this uh, Jonathan? I have Jonathan Heasley. Okay, from Fangraphs. Well, um, so no clue. Let's see, Lynch is no on the IL. Oh, Lynch is getting called off the IL for his first start, and they're often yeah. Uh, uh, Royals have called in. up Heasley from the AAA. So no, oh, well, maybe Lynch hasn't quite made it then. Um, right, so yeah, we'll not we'll not dwell on this uh, an awful amount. Um, Christopher, remind us what you said earlier on uh, in the in the chat. Uh, yeah, well, I think I he was can... fading Darvish, wasn't he? KC team total. We can go. Um, up. Yeah, um, I mean Darvish has been great, and they. The, this is a good series for San Diego, really, to get some momentum. Um, they beat KC 4-0 on Monday night, and that really looks about the norm for the rest of the series. Um, Manny Machado took one off the back of the hand last night, but luckily uh, was OK um, and came back into the game. But yeah, I uh, can't really expand on this one, Noah, much you? Uh no, I don't really have much to add. Not knowing any of the, not knowing the Royals pitcher, and a kid just stole home on us. So now it's twelve nine <laughs> opposition. Oh, no, yeah. Six thirty five Eastern first pitch. The L A Angels and the Baltimore Orioles. Griffin Canning going for the Angels and Kyle Bradish for the O's. Plus one fifteen on L A. Minus one thirty five on Baltimore. Total set at nine and a half. Noah. In his first three starts this season, Griffin Canning faced the Nationals, the Athletics, and the Aaron Judgeless New York Yankees. Um, during that time span, he looked pretty good. Since, he's made two starts against the Cards and the Astros, and he's given up five runs in both games. Uh, both of them good offenses. Uh, Astros have been a little lackluster this year, but you can mostly say that they are a good offense. Uh, Kyle Bradish has been pretty unpredictable this year, which doesn't give me much confidence in a pick. I lean Orioles because their bullpen has been really good this year. But yeah, just no conviction behind that because Bradish, you either get, he's actually had a couple of starts with zero runs. He's had a couple with three and then he's had a couple of blow up starts. So it's really, you either get a good Bradish and all right Bradish or bad Bradish. And should I say badish? Uh, it's just been unpredictable. And I, I like the Orioles bullpen and they seem to have a nice vibe at the home park with this new bird bath, but uh, I, I don't know if I'm able to put any money on them. Yeah, this is quite a tricky one. Um, the uh, show of Tani um, nearly hit for the cycle for the second time. I think it was a double short uh, last night, still just doing unbelievable yeah, things for the Angels. This, this year, he's almost hit for the cycle twice while yeah. he was pitching. It's yeah. crazy. It's frightening, isn't it? Uh, so Griffin Cannon, we liked, we talked about him a lot when he came up, didn't we? I think we talked about bidding yeah. on him in that league. He's kind of testing my faith in him a little bit. However, um, I did say, I think it might have been Friday night, that I'm expecting Baltimore to regress quite hard. Just behind the numbers, uh, the starting pitching numbers are just really... I don't know if fraudulent is the right word, um, but they're, they're on real shaky ground. So I, I sort of pinned them down for going 15 and 25 over the next 40 games. Um, so I'm kind of feeding this Baltimore pitching staff 
domino effect onto the bullpen. Um, can't, in good faith, take Griffin Cannon and the Angels in this spot. Oh, the bullpen, I've been burned too many times. I think the over in that case was the safest bet for me uh, with Cannon and Bradish uh, and everybody for that matter. Uh, contributing to good lineups. I think the over nine and a half uh, is a, a good good tool. We can get over that one. 6-4 Eastern first pitch is the Washington Nationals and the Miami Marlins. Left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore goes for the Nats and Edward Cabrera takes the ball for Miami. Washington a plus 110. Miami are minus 130 with a total of seven and a half. Noah. This is an exciting matchup of youth between Edward Cabrera, who has all the movement in the world on his pitches, but he struggles with control, especially on his fastball. He's in the second percentile and walk percentage this year for pitchers with an 18%. So that's really, really bad walking 18% of the batters he's faced. Other than that, I mean, he's got good strikeout stuff and Mackenzie Gore is just, Imagine a little bit better of a Edward Cabrera uh, stats-wise, but less movement on some of these pitches, more reliant on the fastball. Um, but he also struggles with walks, not as great strikeout numbers. I lean towards the Marlins in this game because they have the better bullpen, and the offense over the last month uh, has the 13th best OPS against left-handed pitching, 748, uh, which is much better than Washington 678 against righties. So give me the fish at home. Okay, so we've got a difference of opinion finally on this one. Um, you know, I, I like Mackenzie Go. I wrote him up earlier in the season as a pitcher that we could make money on. And he's got yeah. wins against New York Mets. He's got a win against the Atlanta Braves and at Colorado. So he's been profitable, um, Mackenzie Go. Um we started seeing Cabrera. What a key thing I started seeing with Cabrera this week was he was getting dropped in a lot of fantasy leagues, and um, the fantasy players are quite dynasty league, and I dropped them after week two. Oh well, there you go. So he's um, he's been uh, he's been dropped in quite a lot of leagues, and that's a that's normally a, a sign that people are just starting to go a little bit cold on it. Um, the Nats are going along quite well. They've nearly caught the Mets up. They're not very far behind the Mets at this point. Um, bear in mind where the both clubs were supposed to be. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll take Washington here uh, behind my man Gore at a price of plus 110. Next is... Oh, was it time to go at the top yet? 707, 7 <laughs> Nope. Nearly. Next one. One after this. New York Yankees. The Toronto Blue Jays. Garrett Cole. For New York and Chris Bassett for Toronto. The odds are minus 120 for the Yankees. Even money, plus 100 on the Blue Jays. Total is 8.5. Uh, Garrett Cole was rocked a little bit by the Blue Jays two starts ago. Um, he's 5-0 and on the year, 222 ERA, but he did bounce back against the same opposition um, last week. He's, still, he's always good for a couple of runs. Um, has been all season. Held the Blue Jays scoreless on the 22nd of April um, in five and two thirds pitched. He's got a career 4 and 0, 324 yard on the road in Toronto. Um, so, yeah, no problem with that. I quite like what Harrison Bader and Willie Calhoun have added 
to these uh, New York Yankees lately. Have, obviously, Bader came back from injury. Willie Calhoun's been pressed into service due to a couple of other injuries. But I've said before, the Yankees need these kind of bits and bobs players. I mean, Judge came back. Um, you can uh, have your say on the uh, Aaron Judge doing the old uh, sly eyes into the dugout last night um, in a minute. No, <laughs> if you like. First base coach, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so Chris Bassett, five and two with a 340 ERA. Um, four and oh in his last five starts, 160 ERA. He had a complete game shutout against the Braves last time out. Um, Dalton Farshaw might be a guy to watch for props here. He's hitting 298 in May with four home runs. Now, I've just dressed this up as a bit of a pitching duel. However, I like how both sides are hitting. New York have scored fewer than six runs only once in the last nine games. The Blue Jays are averaging 4.75 at home. And I just think this is going to be juiced to the under as well. Um, you can get even money about the over eight and a half. And I think you will see runs. Uh, Judge was back last night hitting. Just talked about VAR. So there's people up and down the line on both sides. Um, so as much as I like both pitches, I just think there's going to be a steady a steady stream of people coming across home plate tomorrow, Noah. So give us your pick and then you can tell us any, uh, give us your opinion on the Judge thing if you want. Yeah, we're on the other side of this one again. Uh, I like the under. I like the way that you painted it up, pitcher's duel, and then you just go with the... <laughs> Flipped it. The, yeah, you flip it there. I, <clears throat> I'm i seeing eight and a half at DraftKings right now, and I'll take that under because you mentioned it with Garrett Cole. He's seen success at the Rogers Center pitching there, but also Chris Bassett, much better at home this year than he has been on the road. Four starts on each. <clears throat> Sorry, he has a 2.73 ERA at home, 4.37 ERA on the road. <clears throat> you want to back Bassett when he's at home, and plus both these bullpens really good as of late. The Yankees, they're ninth in the MLB with a 3.49 ERA over the last two weeks. Toronto twelfth with a 3.67. Uh, I, I think the number is pretty much spot on. Uh, I'm not going to bet it personally, but I would go with the under here in this game for my pick. Um, and as for the Aaron Judge thing, it's oh, so I'm I'm thinking it's more along the lines of he's looking at the first base coach, thinking that they picked up a sign. Um, now, what I noticed was like through social media videos, uh, Alejandro Kirk uh, was throwing down numbers for pitches instead of using the pitch com. And if you're going to do that, that's your fault if it gets picked up by the first base coach. It's on the road at the Rogers Center, so there's no sp uh, suspicious cameras or anything that you would suspect from the Yankees, being that's in foreign territory. And I, I just think that sometimes the catchers, they'll have their legs a little too wide, and maybe a first-base coach is able to pick it up. There was nobody on base uh, when it was in question. So if you're looking over to the first base coach and he's just got his left arm just on his left knee leaning down, uh, you know that it's going to be an outside pitch. Or if he's got his right arm on the right knee, like to your left side, you know that it's going to be an inside pitch. And if you're a right-handed batter, all you have to do is like look over to the first base coach. That's all he did. That's legal. Um, if the that's on the catcher, if he's uh, easily. 
um, relaying signs to a first base coach. You're supposed to have your legs in a pretty closed position. That way only really your pitcher is able to see it or the guy at second base. And same thing happens with the guy at second base. If they're able to pick up a sign, if somebody they're, I mean, just uh, an amateur example, but when you're growing up in baseball, you only use one or maybe three signs total. And it'll be, hey, first three innings, the first sign is the, the pitch. The second three innings, the second sign is the pitch. The last three innings, the third sign is the pitch. Well, the fastball is universally a one. And if you throw down a one, now the guy on second base knows. And then he's doing the same thing that I basically just used an ex- as an example of what the first base coach may have been doing. So that's my thought on that. I mean, it's Aaron Judge. Uh, he had a great year last year. It seems kind of weird that this is just getting brought up now. Um, I saw something on a Josh Donaldson home run from the postseason. It was the same thing. But really, like this is the first time we've ever seen this come up about on – uh, social media or anything because normally people are like hawks watching these pictures with sticky stuff or trying to, you know, everybody's trying to be their own umpire catching cheating and we just haven't uh, caught or seen much of this about Judge lately. So I think that now they'll be watching a little bit closely, but really, uh, I, I don't buy the bullshit that he was saying the teammates were acting up in the dugout. I mean, my my school that I'm watching right now, they're singing in Spanish uh, <laughs> currently. So it's you know it's just a bunch of BS that you're doing in the dugout 24 seven, and that's nothing. That shouldn't bother a hitter when he's at the plate. So I'm not buying that story. I think it's somewhat along the lines of they picked up Kirk's signs, and that was the story with they went with. Okay, uh, I have made my way to the top of the page, seven ten Eastern first pitch. Tampa Bay Rays, New York Mets. In fact, a uh, bit of an anticlimax is because we've got TBD pitcher for the Rays, uh, Kodai Senga for the Mets. Um, Noah, you have anything for Tampa Bay at all? I can pull that up. Give me a second, uh, just like I did with the Orioles. Um, my computer is being slow too. So I got a – Taj Bradley getting called. Oh, yay. That's, I did actually see that. So Bradley um, is under consideration along with Cooper Criswell for the start for the Rays on the 17th. So yeah. Either yeah, Bradley I did, did. or Cooper Criswell. Bradley's the name I saw. So, yeah, nothing confirmed for for Tampa Bay. Um, could I sing, uh, he had a tough first inning last time out, didn't he, against Cincinnati? He gave up, did he give up five earned runs? Um, anyway, he carried on. Um and managed to go five innings. He's been okay, but that five innings tends to be his limit. Um, four and two on the year, four fourteen ERA. The Mets are a mess, and uh, they're only hitting two thirty four with uh, runners in scoring position. Uh, nothing on Tampa really, other than um, they seem to have everybody worked out. Um, that was a fun series they just played against the Yankees. Really enjoyed it, um, but yeah, not too much more on this one uh, without a pitcher. No, are you? Yeah, I locked up the Mets, um, and Sanka gave up those five runs against the Reds, against the yes. AAA starter for Cincinnati. So really bad taste in my mouth there. And if Taj comes up, I think that's just a nice little discount on what we think is a really good pitcher uh, coming up from the minor leagues um, and that a lot of people may have forgotten about or they questioned, you know, was he actually that good? He just got sent down again. Well, really, it was 
they wanted to the the Rays wanted to limit some of his curveball usage, and they pretty much worked it out of his repertoire down in the uh, the minors currently. So what what they were doing is if you look at his game log, I think he gave up five runs and five runs in his first two AAA starts, but really they were just tinkering with his repertoire and they were like just no curveball because apparently the curveball would was getting hit pretty good in the MLB. So, you know, when the race sees something, usually they're correct about it and those sort of things in the minors a lot of times you just get sent down to work on something. That's what they were doing. So I, I'm I'm kind of just pushing aside some of the stats for Taj and the Miners, and I'd take the Rays here uh, on the road at City Field. 7-10 Eastern first pitch. Mariners and the Boston Red Sox. Marco Gonzalez, uh, left-handed pitcher for Seattle. And Brian Bello uh, for Boston, minus 105 on the Mariners, minus 115 on Boston. Total set at 10, Noah. My guy's back. Yeah, your guy is back, and he's been pitching really well, too. I think this total is set really high. Um, basically, we've seen all these Red Sox totals be set pretty high. I said it yesterday that I ended up taking the over, I believe, on that game. But I I think that it's automatically just been coming out at 9, nine and a half, ten 10, because it's gotten really public. But on the season, Marco Gonzalez is 3 0 uh, with a 412 ERA on the road. And Brian Bayo, he's looked amazing in his last two starts against the Blue Jays and the Braves, two of the better offenses in the league. He only had two earned runs in both starts. He had five punchies with one free pass in both appearances as well. So I think. The Mariners, they're below league average in OPS against right-handed pitching. Um, and I, I like uh, the under here. Those Seattle, they have a 676 OPS against righties. So give me the under here in this matchup. Um, I took Boston here, but minus 115. Um, they're on a bit of a, a four-game skid, but they've been okay at home. Marco Gonzalez is steady, um, but Bello does have those two wins in a row to his name. Uh, Cal Raleigh did a fun thing last night. Hit, uh, hit a homer from the left side and the right side of the plate. Became the first catcher to do that at Fenway Park. Um, does the name Sedan Raffaella mean anything to you, Noah? No, I, I don't know. Where is that from? Um, he stole six bases last night uh, for Boston's double-A team. Really? Uh, six, six bags in one game. That's a good effort. That's nuts. It is nuts, yeah. Yeah, he broke, shattered all kinds of records last night. Uh, so that was fun. That uh, means you have to get on base, like, what, three times? <laughs> at least three times. And you're stealing second and third in all three times that you're on base, or you're getting on base four times. And you're you're stealing third at least once in every scenario here, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how it went down, but uh, it went down and it made me laugh when I was looking at Boston. Uh, this afternoon. So I'll take Boston on the money line in that one. 7.45 Eastern first pitches. The Milwaukee Brewers at the St. Louis Cardinals. Corbin Burns for the Brewers and Adam Wainwright for St. Louis. Minus 125 on the Brew Crew. Plus 105 on the Cards total at 8.5. Uh, Milwaukee's active roster is hitting 272 
against Adam Wainwright. The success has been led by Rowdy Telez. He has a bomb and a 278 average against Wayno. Uh, Jesse Winker, 333 with two home runs. Tyrone Taylor, 6 for 14, 429 batting average. And Christian Yelich, 295 off of Wayno. Um, so if you're if you're going to give me the Brew Crew at a cheap price when their offense has seen good success against Wainwright with their ace Corbin Burns on the mound who has a 141 ERA as last eight starts against St. Louis Cardinals. Give me Milwaukee on the money line. Totally agree. Uh, that is my bet too, Milwaukee on the money line. Um, firstly, it's my old guy, Fade. You know, I'm riding that uh, at the moment and we know if it's very much into that. I think the St. Louis Revival is coming, uh, just not in this game here. Uh, Luke Voigt headed to the IL with a neck injury for the Brewers. Um, and St. Louis, they very much go as Nolan Arenado goes. Again, Friday night, know it. I checked my notes Friday night. We talked about uh, Nolan Arenado hitting 230-something. In fact, it might have been, sorry, it might have been Thursday night. Yeah. yeah there, St. Louis versus Boston. First thing I've written is Arenado's struggling. He's hitting 233. That was on Thursday. He said four was- consecutive home runs since <laughs> I mentioned that. <laughs> the, the jinx is real, Captain, if you ever get to listen to this. <laughs> I'm single-handedly turning careers around here. Um, four consecutive who, home runs. And that will drive that? St. Louis. Sorry? Who would you do it to last year as a pitcher? Uh, he yeah. was like extreme, He was extremely bad throughout most of the season. Then in August and September, completely turns the ship around. And he was <sighs> dealing. Jaime Berea, possibly? It might have been. Someone I, I like the remember. bid in red. It was a Philly or it was a... I got to think it was an angel, someone... The dog shit end of the Angels. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did. They, yeah, they won about five in a row, didn't they? It was incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, we have the 8.05 Eastern first pitch between the Atlanta Braves and the Texas Rangers. Um, I was trying to remember if I'd given a pick out for that last game, but we had Spencer Strider for the Braves and Nathan Eovaldi goes for Texas. Um, minus 150 Atlanta, plus 130 Texas total seven and a half. Spencer Strider, four and one on the year, 251 ERA, uh, 2.05 in his last five starts. He's still improving. Uh, strikeouts through the roof, 13, 8, 10, and 12 in his last four he's, starts. I think he's got an over 15 strikeouts per nine innings. It's nuts. <laughs> That's the second time I've that used really that really is on this part. Um, and on top of that, you can throw in Atlanta's 16 and 6 road record as well, which is pretty stellar. However, uh, Nathan Yavaldi, uh, 5 and 2 on the year, 270 ERA. His last three starts, get this 9 innings pitched, 8 innings pitched, 8 and 2 thirds, 0 0 0. A row of duck eggs next to his name in the earned run <laughs> column. Absolutely incredible. Um, 282 career against the Braves. Um, and it, it, the Braves won twelve to nothing last night, uh, but before that, we're on a four-game skid where they've only where they'd only scored nine runs. So I don't know if that twelve nothing win gets them out of a slump, especially against Ivaldi. Texas are decent. Texas are good at home. Uh, home puppy here plus one thirty. I think it's far too big. I'll take Texas and Ivaldi, please. Yeah, you're you're going. Bold with a money line aside, I'm not going bold at all. Give me the under. I I, it's, I think it's hard to see either team scoring more than four runs in this game. Give me the under seven and a half. Both these pitchers are in great form right now. 
you're supposed to keep talking when I'm clearly blowing my nose. I'm also uh, distracted too. We've got two outs, one runner on, and our four, our three hitter up. So he's conference player of the year. I don't know as many kids on this team as I used to. The only guys that I know were like freshmen or sophomores when I was still there. But uh, huge, huge moment right now. There's a pitcher's mound meeting now. But yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> You're right. You crack on. Uh, TVDBJ loves the Rangers pick uh, all aboard. Uh, the penultimate game on the show this the evening. Pen. Get your pens out. Uh, is the 8 10 Eastern first pitch between the Chicago Cubs and the Houston Astros, where Drew Smiley, left handed pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, and JP France, Zutalo, goes for the Houston Astros, plus 140 on the Cubs, minus 160 on the Astros. Total is set at nine. Noah. Yeah, give me the under here. Both starters have looked pretty good so far, whereas the offenses, they've been uh, they've slowing down lately for the Cubs and just underwhelming on the Astros' side. The Cubs have a 726 OPS against righties over the last 30 days. The Astros, a 673 against lefties. Uh, Drew Smiley has been pretty good with a 4-1 and record, a 305 ERA, 38 strikeouts, and only 10 walks in 44.1 innings pitched so far this year. And J.P. France out of Mississippi State has been great through two starts on the road against the Mariners and the White Sox. He's only given up one total run in both of those starts, and it was from a solo un- uh, solo homer. So I like the under nine. Completely agree again, mate. This is preposterous. Uh, like Smiley, has gone okay. And I've got written down here, Noah likes uh, France. Um, so, yeah, under nine uh, was the fairly straightforward answer. Uh, one more game to get to. Cleveland Guardians at the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Peyton Battenfield for Cleveland and Mike Clevenger uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, it's a match at the books. Minus 110 each of two. Total is set at nine. Noah, bookies can't split them, can you? Oh my God. We just flew out at the warning track to lose Um, the guards and white Sox. I'll just say this. I don't like either offenses so far. They've been a little rough to start the season, but I have to go with the first five here. I'm not a big fan of either of the two starting pitchers uh, in the way they've started the season. Peyton Battenfield giving up an average exit velocity of 94 miles an hour. That's bottom 1% of the MLB's pitchers, AKA he's been really bad and getting hit really hard. So, his expected ERA is much higher than his actual. Then Mike Clevenger, he has a 614 ERA in his last four starts. So, yeah, give me the over five here, whatever it's going to be uh, in this game for me. I came into this handicap almost, you know, when you're expecting something. And I was expecting to go the same way. And then, because, um, like, Battenfield, we talked about him going okay early on and looked like he was on the slide. But actually... His last two starts, he's kind of been hanging in there. It's all, I think he's kind of plateaued a little bit. Plateaued. Um, plateaued, French word. There you go. I'll tell you what. People think this shit's just thrown together anyway. <laughs> Honestly, hours and hours of production meetings that go into this. It's incredible. Um, yeah, he's been hanging in there. I think he's got a chance tomorrow. I have written down, Clevenger and the White Sox can bite me, is my studied analysis uh, after that as well. I'm just not, I can't be having them at all. Um, yeah, Cleveland on the money line here. Bit of an ugly one at minus 110. I don't pick Cleveland very often because they never score enough runs to to make you confident. They've got, unless they're at home against a dog shit team. But I think Battlefield could go okay. Uh, so that's going to be my pick. 
Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've done it. Uh, we've got through the show. We have got lock and dogs to give out. Noah, would you like to lead off or would you like me to go? I'm looking for a dog, so do you mind leading off? I will lead off. Uh, my lock is going to be, and I know I, I feel like I pulled the old switcheroo on this because uh, I portrayed the pitching duel that oh. would be Garrett Cole against Chris Bassett. Um, but I absolutely love the over. I love the over here. Um, and like I said, I just, New York was just scoring runs. So they could score minimum six runs. So that gets you a hell of a long way there. Uh, that gets you 66% of the way there. So um, the Blue Jays can, everyone gets a couple off cool. So there's eight. We only need one more. One more run somewhere. Uh, lock it up over eight and a half uh, in the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And we've only not long finished discussing my dog of the day. I think Texas are a great price here. Um, they've been excellent at home. Ivaldi has been more than excellent. Strider's great, absolutely. But Atlanta aren't hitting yet. They scored 12 last night. You put a line through last night. Um, and nine runs in four games. Texas at home have been great. They've scored 14 runs on four occasions, I think, so far this season. 14 runs or more. Uh, big old numbers for the Rangers. And at home, plus 130 is a big old price. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm not going to argue with that one. Uh, I think it's a, a a nice way to get a plus money price on a, a coin flip game with two good pitchers going. Um, for my lock, I'm going to take you to the Milwaukee Brewers. They're getting their ass kicked right now, but they're going up against Adam Wainwright tomorrow, who they've seen great success against. Their active roster has a 272 average. Corbin Burns against the Cardinals in his last eight starts, a 141 ERA. Give me Milwaukee at a cheap price on the money line. Uh, I can't believe they're that cheap with their ace on the mound. And for the dog, the one that I had trouble picking out, I'm going to go to the Arizona Diamondbacks minus one and a half. It's plus 110 currently. Uh, they're the number one team hitting against right-handed pitching. Um, so, and it's Oakland. Uh, they have one of the worst bullpens in the majors. Um, so I, I think they get started early and they continue offensively with success throughout the, the whole game. I think that there's going to be plenty of runs scored. So, Give me the Arizona Diamondbacks money. Minus one and a half. Is there, is there a game going on as we speak? I think it's the Brewers and Cardinals. Uh, Lane and TVDBJ have been talking about the Brewers just getting dog walked. Or I is think, he saying no, that he's... I think, I think they are going to... You, you threw me a little bit there. I thought I'd uh, handicap the entire wrong day. Um, no, I think that started a little while. You panicked me then. Oh. You, um, yeah, I went off a of TBDJ <laughs> saying they're getting dog walked. I didn't know that he was assuming that they would tonight. <laughs> Don't trust these idiots in the comments. That's the worst hey, thing. You there are do. idiots, though. They are our idiots, <laughs> and we're their idiots. We're all just one big happy bunch of idiots. Um, thanks, all the listeners. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, get in and give us thumbs up and five stars and all that stuff. Uh, big fans of anything like that. Uh, Noah, what, do you have to go and commiserate your team's loss or can you move on with more sport? Uh, it's a double elimination pool play thing so they, they would probably have, they have to win three more games to move on so yet again uh, this is the third year in a row that <clears throat> might fall short here which is tough um, but yeah we'll move on, we'll, we'll get better from this uh, I'll, I mean 
Yeah, three more. They would have well, to beat the team. Storage. They would. They would have to beat the team out of the losers bracket, which is actually the one seed that we've already beaten. Uh, we beat them eight to one last night. Um, they're the the fourth ranked team in the country in NAIA. So that one's going to be a tough one. And if we win that, we would have to beat the team that just beat us eleven to nine twice on Thursday. Uh, so yeah. Um, for me though, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter at MLB SGPN, uh, like uh, the video, uh, leave a comment or review and subscribe or review. Yes. Subscribe wherever you're listening to it on podcast platforms. And if you're kind enough to leave a, leave a review, we'll read it off on the stream if you'd like. So, uh, Lane Elliott going, will we be getting college baseball pods this week? Locks were fire last week. Yes. We're actually putting out, I believe a college softball episode this week too. national tournament, college softball coming, uh, your way this weekend. So I I think we're going to have Adam Pelletier on that one. Um, so well, I've been watching a bit of softball. The ones with the green pants are quite good. I can't remember their names. Oregon, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. The Ducks. Get yeah. them on. Um, oh, well, there you go. Hey, I think I'm uh, Dryden's yeah, not going to like you mentioning that. No, doesn't like me. He got really <laughs> angry with me several times in Vegas because I kept calling the Beavers the Ducks or something like whatever. <laughs> I got something the wrong way around and he was, uh, he was losing his temper with me. Um, I think I've got one more night. Um, all alone in the big bed because I've been poorly uh, before the uh, IT department moves back in tomorrow. So I'm going to go and listen to baseball and get myself star-shaped for nine hours uh, before <laughs> before I have to get back in my corner tomorrow. Uh, so appreciate it. Have a good night, day, whatever time of day it is, everyone. Good luck with your bets, more importantly. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.